Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Welcome to Dark Vale. My name is Tori. And my name is John. All right. So today is the winging, winging it episode. Yes. Wing it Wednesday. Nice. Except for it's Sunday and our episode comes out on Monday. So we, that doesn't... We did it. <laughs> we did do it. Some random stuff Sunday. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we're just going to be talking on the fly in this episode. And this is due partly to COVID TM and <laughs> Tori's back problem TM and John's mysterious medical problem TM. And Tori's new neck problem TM. <laughs> she looking like Dr. Phil now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to use my whole body to turn and look at things. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> it's one of the, the great things that come with age. A single stretch can throw something completely out of whack, and suddenly you can't move the same way as you did yesterday. Yeah, well, it, it sucks because um, there's a bit of a tiny story here, which is I, for at least a couple months, have been going to the doctor thinking I have a bladder infection, yep. which is what the doctors told me because my back hurts. And then when I Googled it, because Dr. Google is always the first place everyone goes, um, <laughs> it was telling me it was more likely a kidney infection if my back was hurting like that. So Dr. Google told me that I likely had actually had a kidney infection. So I was like, eh, either way, I think this medication works for UTIs in general, right? And so for at least a couple months, which is at least a couple doctor visits, the doctors literally told me I had bladder infections and I've been taking antibiotics, right? Then... I called 811 because the antibiotics weren't working at all. And 811 is like a government helpline here in Canada that um, <clears throat> registered nurses work at. And they can give you medical advice, kind of. Yeah. And that lady was like, you need to go back to the doctor and get the actual results on your urine tests. Make sure there's actually... An infection there. You also told me that too. So I went back and guess what? At least for the past two times I've been to the doctor, I didn't have any infection. Yeah. And they gave me medication like I absolutely did. Yeah. And then this new doctor... <clears throat> Excuse me. This new doctor was like checking me out and giving me a little bit of an assessment. And he was like... Oh, you have SI joint dysfunction, which is basically a malfunctioning of a joint in the pelvis area. And I was like, oh, sweet. Not even close to what I've been taking actual medication for. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So an S and what is it? SIJ issue is where your tailbone connects to your pelvis <clears throat> excuse me there's like a, a tendon or a ligament there and um i think it deals with movement 
uh, like forward and backward. Yeah. Not so much up and down or anything like that. And say six months ago, because we're not actually sure, I was mopping the floor <laughs> in the house and Tori was in the bathroom and somehow the water from mop on the floor just kind of pooled outside the bathroom door and Tori had no idea I was mopping the floor. She came out of the bathroom and stepped in it and slipped and landed right on that like right side of your hip kind of yeah. hip butt area. And we've been trying to think of what could have caused this. Cause generally uh, with doing a little bit of looking up an SIG issue is caused by some sort of traumatic fall or jolt or whatever. And that's the only thing we can really place it to is falling and landing on that side. So, um, yeah, so that's what we think caused it. But the real annoying part and frustrating part for Tori, for sure, has been going to the doctor multiple times, dealing with the pain off and on for half a year, for sure now. Yeah. And constantly being told it's some sort of infection, being given antibiotics and... When she went to the doctor the last time, before they even tested, because they take a urine test, right? And before they even tested her urine, they're just like, yeah, it makes sense that it's a, some sort of a UTI. So here's an antibiotic. It's just a broad spectrum antibiotic that kind of covers all the bases. And they threw a prescription at her and it didn't work. And... That's why the nurse said, make sure to get, you know, call them, see if they found an infection. That's why I was saying too, like, if it's not working, it doesn't seem like it would be an infection then because that's what antibiotics do. They fight the infection. And when the doctor, when she got back to the doctor and the doctor looked at her file, he said, yeah, last time and this time there's no cultures in your urine like there's no bacteria that's yep. like an infection and he's like was basically like it's it, it it's not an infection it's something else and that's how you found out that that's what the issue was yeah and now you've been going to physiotherapy for that yeah and it's actually helping me yeah and the physiotherapist was like, I, it's boggling my mind about how you've been functioning, uh, with, with your, with this going on, basically. Yeah. Well, the, the <laughs> dealing with the pain, it's because you go, I would say on average when it seems to get irritated or flare up or whatever, you are doing probably week and a half to two weeks with pain and this time it's been a month it's yeah. been three or four weeks now that you've just been pretty much constant pain in your lower right side of your back yeah um that leads me to um well, and when I went to the physiotherapist, he, after his assessment, he was like, you do appear to have that issue, but you appear to have kind of a general sprain in your back. Yeah. Is what he, his kind of final diagnosis was. And I was like, what? <laughs> but th that just kind of, to me, the whole reason why I wanted to kind of bring it up is that says a lot about the power of suggestion a little bit too, because... When I was going to the other doctors and they were telling me it was an infection, it was kind of mind-fucking me a little bit because I was like, oh, I've had a kidney infection before. It does, it does hurt a lot. And then as soon as I took antibiotics, I'm like, oh, this should make me feel better, right? Yeah. And then making me kind of question, like, am I being a baby? Am I feeling sorry for myself? Am I actually in this much pain as I actually think I am? And then thinking, oh, the doctor told me it was this, it's got to be this, and 
more than one doctor told me that. So it's like, suck it up, princess. You're being a baby. Yeah. And it actually ended up being something that I didn't even think of because um, to me it felt like organ pain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it kind of did, right? So. Yeah, because it feel it's it's not like a surface pain, like a bruise, right? It's deep. Yeah. It's inside the tissue. Yeah, so this morning I was stretching because I've, I've went to physio twice now and it doesn't feel perfectly better at all. It still hurts, but I can tell a difference. Like it's starting to make me feel a little, little better. So I did like the biggest stretch that I've never been able to do <laughs> for quite a while. I was like, oh man, yes. And then as soon as I released myself from that stretch, I was like, oh fuck my neck. <laughs> oh, so getting old sucks. But getting the right medical care is important as well. Yeah. It, it is a common thing that I think a lot of people have dealt with. And I see often enough anyway, is doctors are very quick to diagnose and throw some pills at a patient. And there's a lot of really good doctors out there. I'm not knocking doctors. Um, they have a job that most of us could never do. But... There is a point where um, complacency comes in, I think, and common health issues get um, a common answer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, oh, I got like yours is a perfect example uh, because yours presents as what would be an infection. It seems very likely that, yes, it's an infection, so here's some antibiotics, and it's just an easy answer for a doctor. And I get that that's probably what it is in most cases, for sure. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, without proper investigation and a little extra time, it is your exact uh, scenario, your situation, where it's not an infection, even though it's presenting like an infection, and that's probably what it would have been in a normal like an average case but yours is actually a, a, a sprained back yeah and for six months you've been going to the doctor and getting checked out and being told it's an infection and we don't know the actual results of the urine test from the entire six months but the last two in the last Two and a half months showed nothing, but they still gave you antibiotics as the cure. And that's where you have to become your own advocate for your health. Yes. And when you think something's wrong, you know your body better than anybody else. Yes. Except for with me, like, I feel like. I don't know if it's a combo of uh, like a like a mindset where I don't advocate for myself plus um, having a fairly high pain tolerance and I second guess it. I don't yeah, know. yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And I think a lot of people do that um, because a lot of people have a different pain tolerance, uh, a little tiny pain that's out of the normal for the average person is nothing but to other people. That's a big pain yeah. and it makes no sense and they can't understand it. And it's something they feel is serious. Plus, um, a lot of us have anxiety. Mm -hmm. We get something that's different and abnormal and it's a much bigger situation in our head than it really is but but sometimes it's the other way around we're completely downplaying something that's like ah oh, it's not even that bad it's just a dull pain eh. and we don't go to the doctor for it and when we do go to a doctor for it we find out it's actually something that was fairly important and yeah. you're high pain tolerance 
was just adding to the ease of downplaying what's wrong with you. And that just goes into as much because both of us hate going to the doctor. Yeah. Um, I hate going to the doctor. I hate waiting there. And often I feel like I'm wasting their time. Yeah. I'm going there for something that's stupid and dumb and it's not the world's biggest deal. I can live with this. It's going to go away. Um, and I think a lot of people do that and then they don't go. And especially now with COVID, like there's even more reason to avoid going to the doctor. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, but that's also one of the worst things we could possibly do because something very mundane and minuscule could actually be something very devastating if you don't get it looked at soon. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think we're really lucky here in Canada because basically our healthcare is free. Yeah. So I can keep going to the doctor. It doesn't matter. Um, I think in the U.S. it's pretty much okay if you have health insurance. If you don't, I think you pay out of your pocket to go. I think so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> however, me. I'm pretty fortunate because I'm making it work in my budget to go to physio because right now we don't have any insurance. Yeah. And in Canada, physio isn't free. Yeah. So, um, I think finances, especially during COVID are, um, a factor in going to the doctor and getting treatment and. Oh, for sure. The, the money I've thought about the money I've wasted on medication for the wrong thing too yeah but luckily it's only like twenty dollars or something right like it's yeah. not they're not prescribing hundred dollar medication for no reason so um i think that's a factor too because i almost didn't i was almost like i don't i can't go to physio and then basically like you didn't really say it but basically you're just like uh, i think you at least need the assessment from the physiotherapist <laughs> yeah. and i was like yeah and the first time I went there, they also did a little bit of therapy on me. And just from that, I was like, this is actually what's wrong. This feels like they're hitting the spot. So, yeah, it's just hard sometimes. It is. It really is. Um, and you have a similar kind of thing going on, but we haven't really pinpointed. Yeah. Issue. So I have... An undiagnosed issue because the doctors can't figure out what it is. Uh, this is why we've been behind on podcasts <laughs> yeah. and um, completely missed podcasts before is uh, wh what I think I have is hypothyroidism or possibly Hashimoto's disease. And I think they kind of go hand in hand a bit, but... This, this one is, <clears throat> excuse me, actually a lot of, uh, Dr. Google, but putting some real actual thought and not just taking anything I find into it, but it's the only thing I can find that fits all the symptoms and how they kind of come in a flare up. And, um, my sister has hypothyroidism, so it's in the family. My cousin has hyperthyroidism, so the difference, hyper, is your thyroid is overactive. Um, your metabolism is through the roof, so people with hyperthyroidism usually have tons of energy and they're super skinny, mm -hmm. um, but they still deal with a lot of different um, disorders and issues uh, that really affect your quality of life. And hypo is a slow... Yeah, uh, low thyroid, sorry, and it slows your metabolism. It's harder to lose weight. You gain weight f way easier. You're often fatigued. Um, and I know for myself, that's been what's really throwing us off uh, with the podcast and with just my, uh, well, our quality of life when it's affecting me. I will sleep the whole night and I'll wake up feeling like I went to bed at 11 and got up at two in the morning 
and I've been asleep since 11 and I got up at eight Yeah. and I just feel like I get no sleep. Like I, I don't feel rested, I guess is what it is. And, and this is when it's flaring up when it's not flaring up. I don't feel that bad at all in the morning when I wake up, <clears throat> excuse me. But, um, yeah, there's a, a complete lack of energy and lethargic. My head feels completely fogged. I can't concentrate. I my memory, my short-term memory is just garbage. I have issues remembering things from yesterday, like conversations we've had, like from the day before. Um a complete loss of appetite. I have a complete loss of my personality. Um I my hands and feet go freezing ice cold. I get heart palpitations. Um, so much so that it was, well, it was months ago now, but we went to the hospital a few times because I didn't, I couldn't figure out what was going on with my heart. Um, what else? Um, I get a slight rash on my face. I get itchy on my face. Like I get itchy in my beard to the point where I itch till it bleeds. Um, my, I drink tons and tons of water throughout the day. It's really all I drink throughout the day. I'm never dehydrated yet. I end up with urine that smells very, very, ammonia e like it smells like cat pee yeah and i've gone to the doctor with lists of symptoms i've been tested for this that and another thing i've had more blood tests in the last eight months than i probably had in my entire life um, i've peed in a cup more times than i probably have in my entire life and the only thing any test has ever shown is my cortisol was a bit high, mm -hmm. which is a hormone uh, to do with your fight or flight. It's like a stress reaction. But even that has never come back high enough to be a real issue. And so just yesterday, I did more blood tests for hypothyroidism again but it's a deeper, more in-depth test. Yeah, it's a, I hope it's going to be a better indication because you were just kind of be, being given <clears throat> very regular blood tests and stuff. Yeah. And I think this time it was a little bit more meatier. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm really hoping because a lot of the reading I've been doing is you... Your first, generally the first test doctors administer is your thyroid stimulating hormone levels. So your TSH. And often um, a thyroid issue can go undetected with this one. They got to delve deeper into it with testing your T3, your T4, and your uh, basic... Uh, what is it now? It's like an immune response because having thyroid issues is usually because your uh, immune system is attacking your thyroid. Mm -hmm. So you're either getting more or not enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's another thing they're going to be testing. Um, Um, I can't actually remember my train of thought there. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've seen an internal medicine specialist in Red Deer and he said, well, the good news is I can tell you, you don't have any diseases cause all your tests come back normal. And it's very disheartening to hear that because I know something's not normal and in most cases, getting a, a clean bill of health is a really good thing. Mm -hmm. But getting a clean bill of health when you're when you're very aware that something is wrong with you is very frustrating. And uh, he said that 
basically we we quit smoking mm-hmm. um i turned my caffeine intake from a hundred down to one um quit smoking changed our diets and this has all been something that's happened over the course of a couple years now yeah you also completely lowered your cholesterol you did a lot of good stuff yeah and one of his well a few of the things he said was that my my carb intake was too high um I'm probably dealing with some sort of caffeine withdrawal, except I've been drinking far less coffee for, well, since I would say the pandemic started, because that's when I last worked. Yeah. And I don't drink coffee at home like I do at work. Coffee at work keeps me going. Coffee at home is half a pot a day. Maybe a pot between the two of us, but... Yeah, I drink far more of that pot than you do, though. Yeah. You don't drink very much, like two cups, maybe? Yeah, and for over the course of, for sure, half a year, I've been down to one cup of coffee a day yeah. in the morning. That's it. I have one and nothing more. So I don't know much about caffeine withdrawal or any withdrawal, but withdrawing from any drug uh doesn't take six months to leave your system no no and so i really was kind of baffled by that one um he said i've probably made too many changes all at once and now my body's rejecting it and that also doesn't make sense to me because it i didn't do everything in one day it's literally been over the course spread over the course of two years we've Mm -hmm. been not smoking for over a year now. Yeah. Um, my diet changed over two years ago. Um, my caffeine intake changed. Eight or nine months ago. Yeah. And, and it changed even a bit after that, like six months ago. And I just, I can't get behind any of his ideas on it. And that's when I really started looking up things about hypothyroidism because every time I Google a symptom it seems to kind of point me towards a thyroid issue and over months of trying to research this and look things up um, I found out that um, a thyroid issues often get misdiagnosed uh, because they present so many symptoms it's one of the big reasons it gets misdiagnosed um, because, I, and I'm not kidding, I had an entire page of different symptoms that happen at different times. Um, they're on and off. Sometimes they, at the, I think the longest they've hit me straight for has been three weeks. Um, uh, prior to that, though, it's off and on throughout the day for a couple weeks, maybe, or a month, and then just weeks of complete normalcy um feeling like i always have and then all of a sudden out of the blue it comes back there's actual triggers for it and um certain foods can do it stress can do it um so that's one of the things that led us to switch our diet we do a keto diet now and that's just way less on the carbs because carbs can be a real issue with uh thyroid issues i just want to say one thing real fast for the people that might be like oh keto is not good for you blah 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 guys guys neither was the actual whole box of oreos i was eating (laughs) yeah yeah. um in one sitting so just relax yeah what (laughs) this is healthier for us trust me one of the things (laughs) that both of us have had our minds blown over is the actual amount of carbs we were taking in in a day without even realizing yeah. Like having a sandwich at lunch and then eating mashed potatoes, um, a couple buns, some carrots that have been sweetened with some brown sugar yeah. and stuff. 
before you know it, you're taking in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of carbs in a day. And carbs aren't the worst thing in the world, um, but mass amounts of them are not good for you at all. And they're just everywhere in yeah. everything. It's surprising that they're in as much things as they are. Yeah, and we're not eating no carbs. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not doing no carbs, like a strict keto. We're eating natural carbs, so things that come from veggies and things like that. But we're not eating processed gluten slash wheat slash starchy carbs. Because yeah. for us, we have a problem with control, first of all. Yeah, because we love carbs is the thing. We we really yeah. enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, and second of all, if I'm going to be eating carbs, I want it to be nutrient-dense yeah. reasons why I'm having them. So, uh, for me, it's a much healthier way to eat. Yeah, oh, absolutely, for both of us. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing the internal medicine specialist hit on at least was my carb intake was outrageous mm -hmm. and that needed to change. So out of all the recommendations from him, we, well, there wasn't really any recommendations except lower carb intake. Um, so that's the one that we are trying to do and we've been really good with, we're both losing weight, mm -hmm. which is good. Yeah. Um, we both feel a lot healthier and even my, uh, I'll use my air quotes, um, flare-ups are way down to what they were, but they're still existent and they really present when I have a shitty sleep mm -hmm. and, um, that's been the case uh, as recent as yesterday even and a little bit today, but <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, that's what's been going on with me, with my health over the last few months. And we've mentioned a few times my health issue. That's what it is. We don't actually know what it is. Um, but we're hoping that this last course of uh, blood tests say something. Because I, when I went to the doctor and my over-explanation is something that you guys aren't used to because I... Don't really explain things too terribly much, I think, in the podcast. But you're definitely used to. I'll spend an hour explaining something to be like... So my real point was that... Um, like, I went to the doctor on Friday. And I just... I had to re... Uh, go back into the fact that I think this is hypothyroidism. Like, I really think it's a thyroid issue. And reiterate it to the doctor again to get... Uh, these more extensive blood tests because even he said, okay, well, I'm going to send you for these tests because when we tested your thyroid, uh, we didn't do this test. So let's try this one. And so my point is be your own advocate for your health too. If you know something's wrong, go get it checked out. You're not wasting doctor's time. So that's what they're there for. Mm -hmm. You And it's hard for me. It's easy to say. It's hard for me to believe that. Because I still sometimes feel like I'm wasting important people's time over my minuscule issues. But this, if it's affecting your quality of life, um, then it's important and it's worth somebody else's time. Yeah. And don't second guess yourself about whether it's an issue. Because if you spend fairly large amounts of time daily trying to figure it out or thinking about it or pondering it, it's an issue. Yeah. And be very careful with Dr. Google because yeah. when I first started looking this up, man, I got a lot of, uh, this is cancer. This is some sort of horrific disease. This is this. And with actual real investigating and education, um, taking real points from my doctor, um, going off of my actual blood tests and results. I'm not dying, but something is actually wrong with me. 
Yeah. And yeah, you make a good point about Dr. Google because um it's almost like when you go to the real doctor, they don't even want to hear about what you've Googled. They almost yeah. instantly take you less seriously if you even mention it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um this reminds me of that time when um before I met you it was a year or two before I met you. I actually had a tubal ligation. I had my tubes tied, yep. right? And I don't know why we were talking about it, but I was telling you about it or something. And I told you the doctor about it. And you Googled the doctor that did my tubal ligation. And the reviews that you saw from that doctor yeah. were absolutely terrifying actually and from my personal experience it was a it was fine yeah it was a good experience he was a good doctor yeah like i ended up being uh what they think is allergic to the anesthetic yeah but that's not his fault because it's a completely different person that gives you that anyway but um i just it blew my mind because you were like ugh I googled that doctor and read some very interesting things about him and then I was reading it and I was like oh man like I got some real feelings of like tense anxiety yeah over that but I was like no my real experience was absolutely fine like it yeah. was so I think it goes back and forth a lot of different ways when you google things yeah <clears throat> one thing especially is reviews you really got to watch yeah. with reviews because one person will have one minor bad experience and become a Karen about it and actually go or, or a Chad or whatever it's called when yeah. it's a dude <laughs> and a Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and go and post about it all over a Google review and saying the most negative things and blowing things out of proportion. And my, even my doctor is a fantastic doctor. Um, He's uh, fair, like very well received by a lot of people, but there's still some really brutal reviews out there mm -hmm. that I'm like, hell no, that's never been my experience ever. Yeah. And I mean, having one bad experience doesn't mean all of them will be that way. Um, and a lot of people would take something like, oh, it's been nine months and nothing's been found out. This doctor doesn't know what he's doing. And then post that. And it's not the truth, though. The doctor knows what he's doing. He just doesn't know what to look for, just like you don't. You you think you don't know what's wrong? Well, that doesn't mean the doctor does. When The one thing I've been very well aware of is I've gone in twice now. No, three times with lists of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And... It's almost overwhelming to the doctor to look at 30 different issues you have and narrow it down to this disorder or this infection or this disease or whatever, because that's too many symptoms. Yeah. And I think doctors want to be really like err on the side of caution because he's not going to be like, okay, John, uh, I'm going to test you for Hashimoto's hypothyroidism and blah, blah blah they're not going to say that to you yeah because that causes some panic too right yeah he could have things going on that he might be suspecting that he's not going to bring out because there's no evidence of it right? yeah exactly and they're just keeping it low-key for the moment because it's like explaining something wrong to your kid right like we don't want to cause some real panic here we want you to know that we're looking into it with the info we have, but we can't get too specific on what we're thinking because we're just trying to eliminate stuff. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Because <clears throat> a lot of that, especially for us, I mean, we're not doctors, we're not educated in medical science and any of that stuff. They, they have to really pick and choose what they say, how they respond to certain symptoms you say, um, because a lot of those are very, very fear triggering and anxiety triggering in the average person because 
because we don't know and they might know but they don't know either and that's why we get tests done to confirm things yeah so when you come in with a list of 30 different symptoms you're going to go for a bunch of tests to rule out things it's not and and a lot of these tests are not to prove something they're to disprove they're to rule it out let's mm -hmm. make sure you don't have this and you don't have this and that makes it easier to narrow things down. Um, so you gotta give doctors a lot of credit for what they actually do do. Oh yeah, they have a very high pressure job. It's like um, my mom had breast cancer and yep. she had one entire full breast removed. Um, and because of that, I have been someone who's on the younger side that actually has to get a mammogram yeah. now every year. Um, and one year they found a lump when I had a mammogram. And even though not that much time between them finding the lump had passed between me finding out the real result, the absolute wave of panic that I had was unbelievable. Yeah. Because um, they have to tell you they found a lump. But before they have the real evidence about what it is, there's a lot of rabbit hole thinking and a lot of panic in between. And I give these healthcare providers some real credit for the hard job they have. Oh, yeah. Right? And obviously it turned out to be, I think it was like a benign cyst or something. Like it, like it was so not even a problem that they didn't even do anything, right? Yeah. Like, but they had to explain to me, like, we found a lump. They showed me it on there, and I was, like, losing my mind a little bit about it. But in a very short length of time, they also resolved it for me, right? So yeah. um, being somebody on those lines where they're working with some real emotion due to people's health concerns, I give those, those people are heroes. Yeah, I give them absolutely. a lot of credit. <clears throat> And, um, it's, it's a hard situation. It's almost a no win situation sometimes, especially when we're stuck in a loop of, well, what's wrong with you then? Right. And, yeah. um, you're really respectful as a patient and your doctor is very caring. So I feel like that's one of the best case scenarios for a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cause not every doctor is the doctor for you. I have been to a ton of doctors that, and this is over the course of my lifetime, I'm not saying recently, but I've been to a lot of doctors that just kind of brush you off. It seems like they're not listening. They don't really give a shit. And that, change the doctor then. Yeah. Go to a different clinic. You know, go to one where you feel like you're being listened to, you're being taken seriously. Because I went in on Friday and I literally told my doctor, from what I've been researching, this seems to point to a thyroid issue and it just keeps bringing me to it. Every symptom I look up, a thyroid issue is the only one that seems to cover all the bases. Mm -hmm. I, there's been other things that I've been wondering, could it be this? Could it be that? Because it fits a lot of the symptoms, but this is the only one that fits all of them. And that's also why you need to research put some real time in i honestly read some actual like medical journal reports that doctors have done on studies on thyroid issues um it's not just the first thing i google uh yes uh drmd.com said this like it's you gotta really delve deeper into things than just the first thing it's like anything you can't take the first thing you read and be like, ah, yes, this is what it is. This yeah. is what it could be. Because if that was the case, I would have horrible, ridiculous panic and anxiety over some crazy cancer or disease that I don't actually have. Oh, yeah. Like, I think we've said this in previous episodes. I think when you're Googling something, you can really, based on your bias gather fake facts to try to be like it is this yes because i could google kidney infection bad sleep kidney infection um 
tired, kidney infection, back pain. Like I could absolutely gather all this information, which technically I guess is true, but it's not what I have. Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> just trusting that these people went to school for a reason and know more than we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think people that go into helping professions, the the majority of them are there because they give a shit about helping people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The, but, the amount... Sorry. I was just going to say, like you said, though, being your own advocate... Yeah. Plays a part. It's a huge part. Because whether you've got a good doctor or a shitty doctor, you ultimately are responsible for yourself. If you got a shitty doctor and they're not listening or they're just throwing pills at you, go somewhere else. Get a second opinion. Even if your doctor's good. Yeah. Go get a second opinion. Because even I've considered going to get a second opinion. And my doctor's really good. Um, You have had multiple opinions before they finally figured out what was the issue. Yeah. Not every doctor has the same training. Not every doctor thinks the same way. And that's probably the biggest thing of it all is one might be like, uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be an infection. And and that's the what the other five think. But then there's that one doctor that's like, eh, I don't know. I see that you've been tested for this and maybe you have had infections before, but I don't know if that's what this is. And they do a different test and they're like, ah, this is actually what it is. Mm -hmm. And I've read that a ton with, um, the, uh, a lot of people that have suffered with, uh, thyroid issues is they've dealt with it for years being misdiagnosed with this, misdiagnosed with that. And one doctor comes out of the blue that they go to and is like, uh, let's check this. Let's check for that. And then they all of a sudden find out what the issue is. You yeah. have to be your own advocate. You have to fight for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, you have to fight for your right to party. Yeah, true. That is true. The Beastie Boys really hit that one on the head. We were full of pretty important life lessons around here if i'm being honest it's true yeah it is true well <clears throat> since we're on the topic of talking about all the health changes we've made and the health journeys and stuff um especially during covid because it's a different time right yeah it really is um i was thinking about some of the mental health changes that have been happening, especially for me, because I am one of those people that absolutely has been struggling with um, productivity levels for yeah. me. Yeah. Yes, you have. Um, I like to be busy. Yep. I like to be doing something. I like to have something on the go. I like to have projects. I don't know. Um... But I've also been doing a lot of self-reflection and trying to be a better person, kind of. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind You've of have been. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this thing. And uh, I was just wondering what your thoughts are on this, okay? Okay. I don't know if there's a name for it or if it's just something I thought of and it's nothing. I don't know. But have you ever noticed that when you're looking forward to something, yeah, a lot of the joy of that event is based on before the event more than during the event is good too. Yeah. But you're talking about like your anticipation for it, your buildup? Is actually kind of the joy yeah, you get the real, real exhilaration of waiting for it to to come, and yeah, you're you're looking forward to it. You're having all these positive thoughts and ideas. Some negative ones come too, but um, it's getting the juices flowing. Yeah, it's um, you know, something to look forward to. It's a goal, and while it's happening, you're also in the middle of it, so it's got your juices flowing too. 
And then afterwards, it's like um, some good memories to look back on. And you're like, oh, I want to do that again for sure. But it's not the same kind of feeling as the buildup for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like that is kind of... Because I get the same thought. Like, oh, I really want to do this. I really want to try this. And... Um, like one example I have is from years ago. I really wanted to make a nice coffee table. I really thought it would be fun. I love working with wood and I got started doing it and I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. And I'm cutting wood and I'm measuring and this and that. And I wanted it to be fairly intricate and really nice. And what I had pictured in my head, um, often is far better than the product I produce. <laughs> yeah, but in my head, it's too. just beautiful. And, but I lose my interest partway through it, halfway through it, maybe more towards the beginning, maybe more towards the end even. But the anticipation, yeah, I'm so excited. I can't wait to do it. And then when I start doing it and I'm like, eh, this isn't as fun as I had thought it would have. <laughs> have been and or this isn't looking the way I planned it and I I lose real interest real motivation and real thoughts about it and and everything was wrapped up in the beginning part the anticipation the build-up of it the idea the thought of it mm -hmm. so um if that's if I'm on the right uh, track with what you were saying, then yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I was just talking about like almost in a neutral sense, like it doesn't matter if it met your expectations or if it didn't. Um, it's more like just preparing for it mentally, and the 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 thoughts often bring a lot of happiness and joy, and the idea that um, sometimes maybe it's not the actual event that matters. I think it's the the small details surrounding it that is what humans actually need to keep going forward. Do you know what I mean? Like the anticipation and the, the hopefulness for the future and the... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I know what you mean on that. Yeah. Um... Not to say that the actual event doesn't have its place too. I just think that, um, I mean, I've dabbled in my own dark depression before. And I think for people that do have a wave of depression come on here and there, um, it's hopefulness for the future that really, um, keeps people going forward. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether it comes from anticip anticipation for something or the combo, combo of that plus, you know, the anticipation plus the event and, ooh, I want to do that again. That's awesome. I think humans are really uh, complicated creatures. Yeah. And I think um, too much self-reflection is a bad thing. I think staying inside your own head too much is not... A positive situation. Yeah. Um, but I, I do absolutely agree on that. I do think knowing certain things about yourself and using it to your advantage, like I do much better mentally if I have a project going on because it's something to look forward to and and even if it's just while I'm at home. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna know this about myself and do this. I, I don't know, it's I know exactly Strange. what you're saying, though, because um, in the last nine months since, since this pandemic has hit, we have brand new countertop finish in the kitchen. We have a brand new countertop in the bathroom. Um, you have painted pretty much every room in the house. Yeah. Um, well, repainted. Um, the bathtub has been completely refinished. The our like pantry area has new flooring. Um, it's never been as tidy and organized as it is now. Um, we have an actual whole 
through the wall that goes into its own self-contained uh, cat litter box storage thing where the cats go through a kitty door to get in there. Um, you, <clears throat> excuse me, have done a ton of projects to keep yourself really busy in mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, there, not everything I've done has been what I had in my head either. Like it's not, some of it's not good work, but <laughs> I was trying to keep busy, but there's been a couple failed things too. Like we, I spent some time really anticipating and being excited about starting a puzzle with you. Yep. And the world's hardest jigsaw puzzle. And then last week we tried one and I realized that's not for us. John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's our thing, honey. I don't know how many hours you put into that puzzle, but I'm pretty sure I sat there for about two or three of those hours and I got about 10 different pieces <laughs> that would connect and that was it. Yeah. And... It's funny because I remember my grandparents doing puzzles and they're making it look easy. Like they've got it in these perfect sections, like perfect piles of puzzle pieces. And they're getting, you know, a a hundredth of the puzzle together every time they sit down and do it. But it actually seems like real progress. Yeah. But when we did it, we had, we had these piles (laughs) that weren't separated properly because it was almost impossible to tell what section of the puzzle they belong to. And so you're going through 10 different piles looking for a piece that might pertain to a, a part of a bridge, but that color is also the same color of puzzle pieces as five different piles. And, each pile you've got 50 different pieces to look through and <clears throat> I'm using arbitrary numbers but it's it's just that that is something that I can understand why the elderly like so much cuz it's really killing off their day like they're <laughs> it's really actually fun for them but for us with uh kids and uh busier lives it's it 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 just doesn't feel um progressy enough throughout the day to do yeah that is true um and the excitement level is about a 1 out of 10 it it peaks at about a 7 when you're like holy shit that piece fits with this one but then that's all you get for two hours (laughs) i do wonder if we picked out a puzzle that we liked the picture of if that would make it more exciting and challenging but i almost don't think it would matter yeah (laughs) like you and i it might up it a bit but before we tried this puzzle because this happened to just be when we had it at our house yeah um we were looking up like 70 80 dollar (laughs) puzzles yeah you know, like, oh, man, this one looks cool. Like, oh, yeah. And then we're like, let's try the one we have at home first and then work our way up to these puzzles, right? Yeah. And we're not, we're never getting to that $80 puzzle. I don't I don't think so. No, not in, I would say, the next 30 years anyway. No. We might hit that one. Uh, there's a few decades before we get to that, the, the $80 or $90 puzzles, though. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because a year ago, would we have been considering doing a jigsaw, a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle or however many pieces that is? No, because our lives were so much busier with work Mm -hmm. and, and that, and now we don't have time. Like I, you've been remodeling the house, making it look really nice. You've been doing a great job. Um, I have video games and helping you sometimes with with certain things, but most of it you just like doing yourself. Um, but I bought and, and being a 40 year old adult almost and sounding this excited over it. Um, I bought sculpty 
modeling clay. Yeah. I'm going to take, uh, test my hand at uh, making sculptures and see if that is fun and it's not just all the anticipation and excitement I have in my head and what it looks like falling into something I'm going to give to the kids to play with because it's clay and I'm not enjoying this anymore. I think you're going to have fun. I think so. I hope so. I'm, I'm very excited about it in my head anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's an interesting time because with this COVID thing, like you and I both have careers, right? Like we yeah. generally work and we're getting a real taste of what retirement is yeah for the elderly if i'm being honest like no jokes there yeah um it's interesting to try to find something to do with your day yeah right it's even harder to find something that's meaningful to yeah. do with your day and not just a bunch of time killing um playing on your phone, playing a video game, watching some TV. Like there's, it's hard to find something meaningful to do with your day, especially like when we got the kids here, it's different. Yeah. Uh, when it's just you and me though, um, it's, it's definitely got some pretty boring moments mm -hmm. that it is literally, um, hours of, playing around on a phone and watching some TV. Although we have really found a fond love of the Food Network now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shows we've been watching on that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Beat Bobby Flay and Chopped are like two of our favorites. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think humans were designed to solve problems and... do what is productive to themselves. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it's interesting. You got to look deep, a little bit deeper into yourself and see what you're, what's important to you and what's, what you're made of. Because I, we're both homebodies. We're yeah. both introverted homebodies, but we've also pretty much always, besides the, a random snag here and there with having no job or being in between jobs or going to school or something. Uh, you and I, as adults, we've both been in the workforce quite a bit. Oh, yeah. And I think we take for granted the privilege of doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Because I know there has been a million times that I have thought to myself, man, it would be nice to just be able to live comfortably and be at home. Yep. And when you are in a position where you can live fairly comfortably and be at home, it's great. But after a while, it's not great because what do you do? You, you don't realize how much work is, is a productive occupation occupancy of your day yeah um when you're working and you're busy and you're never home you're thinking oh man this job just takes up all my day and i never have time to get anything done i miss all this time with my kids and then you have all this time and you got all this time with your kids and it's great mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but then you're like okay what do we do now yeah like every moment of life isn't going to be the most meaningful lesson or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And having a balance of physical work slash mental work slash uh, something exists outside of this house slash um, I created something today. Slash, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are all soul feeding things oh, that for sure. people need, I think. Right. Because <clears throat> honestly, at this point, yeah. do you miss working? Yes. Yeah, me too. Very much. Me too. And as much as I enjoy the time being home and the extra time with the kids and um, playing video games and, and just being able to kick back and watch TV, I miss my job. Yeah. I like my job. 
I want to go back to my job. <laughs> Everything's a balance and truthfully it's not something I can't, I can't, I can keep doing this for as long as it takes for the world to get healthy. Yeah, right? yeah. That's one thing. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Like this is not going to be how the the rest of our lives are going to be. This is a right now yep. situation and it will slowly go back to our normal lives. All right. Well, I think we've trailed off enough that uh, <laughs> it's time to wrap it up, John. Yep. Um, I do want to say, though, if I have to be stuck in a lockdown, I'm glad it's with you. Yeah. Likewise. Uh, nobody else I'd want to be locked down with. Yeah, we... I mean, we have our days. We have our hours. We have our minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. And... I'm grateful for the this life yes. that we have. Um, Me too. That being said, I'm just kidding. I was just <laughs> gonna come up with something. I was waiting. For evil, it. but I got nothing. <laughs> um, so I think there's only one thing left here. Yeah, we gotta mention a little nerdy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as we always say, they're our favorite podcast. Yes. Um, they do a great job. Uh, Michelle and Owen are the hosts. Um, they talk about nerd culture and geek culture. Uh, they do their um, debate without hate on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, one Friday a month, I should mention. Yeah. This this Friday though, they did Fun Fact Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that they're uh, they're doing. Something new. They're trying it out. They're yeah. going to see how that uh, works out. And that, so tune in. Check them out. They're on every major platform. They talk about nerd, geek culture, anime, movies, video games, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, they're a real joy to listen to. So, so yeah, check them out. And uh, they have a Facebook page as well you guys should check out. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that... Uh, that does it up for this week. Mm -hmm. And we will hopefully see you guys next Monday for some podcast, podcast and chill. chill.